0: Welcome to the Memorial Sermon Podcast. It's our hope that this message would encourage you in your walk with God and drive you closer to Jesus. For more information about our church, visit our website, mbcmetary.org. Now, here's this week's message. You know, today is September 11th, and I don't want to take away from that. I know we've got a lot of things that are going on. I love what is taking place here today, but you know, it's hard to believe that this happened 21 years ago today. I know for a lot of the kids that are here, they're like, what, what are you talking about? They can't remember, you know, what happened. And for every person that I talk about when it comes to September 11th, you know, I always ask this one question. Do you remember where you were? Do you remember what happened? I think that I don't know. There's a person in here that was alive during that time that says, oh, yeah, I just uh, you know what? I just missed it. No, I think every single person has a story of that. And what I like to do every year, I don't know if you're real sentimental like I am, but every year I, when when this day comes around, I, I, I try to get on the news or I try to get on the internet and I try to read a little something and just to remind myself of what took place and how God has blessed us and protected us for the past several years. And so um, one of the stories that I came across was about in the World Trade Center, it was a man who worked there. He worked on one of the, the, the lower floors and he had several men uh, men and women that worked underneath him. And his name is Bob Swierupski. Swierupski. I don't know where he's from, but man. But he tells the story of hearing the, the loudest crash he had ever heard in his life. Can't imagine what that was like. And then he began to... To feel the vibrations, and, and and he would he looked out the window, and and he noticed that debris was beginning to to fall. And they said, "I don't know what happened on some of those upper floors, but something is taking place. You know, little alarms are beginning to go off." He said, Let, "Let's." Let's just take everybody off of our floor, everybody in our office, and let's go down and let's just evacuate the building. So that's exactly what they do. get everybody in the office, and they go down the stairs, they're working their way down. They don't know what's going on. They have no idea that it was a plane. They have no idea what had taken place. They just know we probably need to, to get out. And so as they're getting ready to walk out the exit, listen to this. One of his employees turns to him, and says, "Oh my goodness, I forgot. I left the coffee pot on. Let me go and turn around and get that. And I think about that, if he had just known what had happened, if he had just known what to take, and if he knew what was getting ready to happen, that, that that building was going to come down, he would have left that coffee pot and he would have walked out the door and as i thought about as i read that this week it sparked something in my mind and it said that our world and our culture today is on fire and eventually it's going to come down and every now and then we turn on the news don't we and we see those little pieces of debris in the culture we see the fights online. We see the crime. We see all of the different things that when we open up the internet or when we turn on the TV, we're beginning to see the debris as it comes down. We're watching the news. And that news, as we see that, is, is the, the world's agenda. You know, the, the things that it's trying to do. And there is an urgency for us to move. There's an urgency for us to say, okay, We've got to do something because we can't just stand still. But nevertheless, I think about that guy with the coffee pot and how that distraction. Oh, I forgot. And as parents of Memorial and all over the room, I think about you. I think about the parents that we have in our church that, that maybe you're, you homeschool your kids or maybe your sk- kids go to public school. But I think about you because you are looking at the world around us and you're saying, you know what, I'm seeing all the stuff that's taking place. And you know what, I have got to make sure that my kids are going to be okay. Kids, it's burning. I don't know what's happening, but we're going out the door. But here's the deal. So many times we get Distracted. We get distracted. And let me tell you, we're here today because I am, I love that we do uh, incredible academics. I love that we do sports and the arts. And let me tell you, I am a father who has a child in both our ELC and in our elementary school. And I am so proud of this school. And I told Mr. Riggs, not just kind of off the cuff, I said, Mr. Riggs, thank you so much that you have provided a safe place. When I get on the news and I see people fighting on the bus or going to grab a gun and the tower's coming down, I said, thank you so much. But nevertheless, sometimes we get distracted, don't we? And sometimes it is some of those things, whether it be academics or sports or whatever, and maybe it's our social life that's online, and I want you to hear this loud and clear. Who in here thinks coffee is bad? Okay, all right, I set myself up for that, all right, amen, all right? Coffee is a good thing, all right? Like I think about that, coffee is a, is a good thing. I, don't, I had two cups this morning, I'm feeling great. I don't think there's a person in here that would say, you know, coffee's a bad thing. But nevertheless, when when it's coming down, when the tower's coming down, when you have distractions that are still good things, then they do turn into bad things. Today, I just wanted to share with you one point. This is a one-point sermon. You ready for that? Easy breezy. One-point sermon. Miss Rachel was talking about Moses and how baby Moses, when he was little, that Pharaoh, Pharaoh didn't understand what had taken place. He didn't understand the Hebrew Israelite, the Israelite people, the Hebrew people had saved Egypt decades and decades before. And so all he knew is that there was a lot of these little Israelite boys. And he said, you know what? They might turn around and they might come against us. And so he developed an agenda and his agenda said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to take all these babies And we're going to throw them into the Nile, the river where they will die so that they will not bother us. And as I thought about that story, I want to just kind of read to what happened with Moses and his family. Listen, just listen to this. You don't have to turn there or anything, but it comes out of Exodus chapter two. It says, now a man from the family of Levi married a Levite woman and the woman became pregnant and gave birth to a son. When she saw how beautiful he was, isn't that so true? I read that and I said, man, doesn't that just describe so many moms and dads? When you have that first child and you go, wow, they're so beautiful. When he saw how beautiful he was, she hid him for three months. But when she could no longer hide him, she got a papyrus basket for him coated it with asphalt and pitch, and she placed the child in it and set it among the reeds by the bank of the Nile. As I thought about that story, and I thought about why we're here today, you know, as parents and influencers, we have an obligation. And that obligation is to look around at the world that's burning around us, to look around at the agenda that's around us, and to say, you know what? I am going to protect these little ones. I'm going to protect them. I'm not going to get distracted even by good things. I'm going to stay focused. Because see, Moses, there was this culture that was crumbling around them. We have a culture that is crumbling around us. And let me tell you, do you not see? They're going after the children. They're not coming after us. They know what we think. They're going after children, putting it into different programming, putting it into story time hour. They're going after the kids. And you and I, like Moses' mom and dad said, I know what the agenda is, but it's not happening in my family. It's not taking place in my family. I'm going to protect my. Family. And look at these wise, this wise mom and this wise dad, and they can see what's coming, but they said, we're going to act to the best of our ability. And here's the beautiful thing their son had a purpose. Their son had a purpose. And because they acted to protect him, God used him to bring about the freedom of millions. I want you to know when I walk in to to this school, to your school, to our school, Memorial Baptist School, I look around and I see kids all over who God has given such incredible purpose. I would say this a lot and I'm going to say it again. When I see your children, I try not to see them as three or four or five. I try to look at them And I try to see them as 18-year-olds. I try to see them as 25 or 30 years old. And I recognize that what we do right now matters when they grow up and when they get older. And so that many of your kids are going to be leaders Many of your kids, you know, I have my brother-in-law tells me about my, my, my two nephews. He said that they're either going to be in jail or they're going to be the, the best salesman you've ever seen in the world, you know. And I just remind, I'm right, but your kids are going to grow up to be leaders. And as I thought about this story and I thought about kind of what we're commemorating on, on September 11th, you know, I said to myself, what, what is our exit? What is our exit? Our exit is to bring our kids and our families to Jesus. That's it. The freedom that comes from knowing Jesus Christ as our Lord and our Savior. Now, can I just can I can I can I just kind of get in your business a little bit? I got I got like two minutes, so let me get in your business in, in this two minutes. Do you know what I see a lot of times? It's almost like the example that I gave you earlier about the burning building. A lot of times what I see parents do is that they will say, yes, I've got to do something urgent for my kids. I see the culture around me. I see the burning. I see that. And they get their kids out to the door and they say, go, and they're going to take care of their kids and whatever they do. But nevertheless, they stay inside with the distractions. I see it all the time. I'm going to make sure that that my kids are taking, I'm going to make sure my kids are in a Christian school. I'm going to make sure that my kids are this. But me, I'm going to stay inside with all the burning. I'm going to be distracted by the coffee, the academics, the sports, the arts, the social media, whatever it might be. The biggest fear that I have as a pastor is that people would go to heaven and their family would not be with them. It's my biggest fear. My biggest fear is that that as students, that these precious students that we're going to pour into, I give you my word, we are going to pour into your students. But for them to go to heaven and mom and dad don't. That's my biggest fear as a pastor. And you say, well, I didn't come here for a, a, a lecture, pastor. I'm not here to lecture you. I'm here to plead with you. Say, God has called you to be the protector, a mom and a dad to protect. But you've got to do it too. You've got to do it too. And so maybe you've never explored your faith and maybe you have a lot of questions. Maybe you've been hurt by church. Maybe there's a bunch of different things. Maybe you've just been bogged down by all your sin. I just want you to know, Mr. Riggs and I have talked about this over and over. We are here for you. We want you to come to us. We want you to have a cup of coffee with us in the morning. We want to have dialogue and, and conversations and we just want to meet you where you are. But ultimately, we want you, I want you to know the Savior that I have, the Savior that I've experienced, and I want you to know that there is an exit strategy, and His name is Jesus, and it's not just for your kids, it's for your whole family.